0: Welcome to His Hands, His Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Camp. The purpose of this podcast is always to encourage and inspire you to live a life on mission. And normally I have a guest that I interview or Danielle will join me on a conversation like we have done a couple of times. Uh, I enjoy those tremendously. And I've interviewed people that are involved with foster care and adoption to local ministry work like nonprofit and local church ministry and also a few foreign missionaries, and each one uh, inspires me and encourages me to live a life on mission. Again, I don't want to keep putting out these episodes to overwhelm you, and hopefully they're not. Hopefully you um, hear uh, the different interviews or things that I share or things that uh, Danielle and I talk about, and it inspires and encourages you, no matter what, what you're doing or where you're working in. I wanted today just to share a few things about what's going on in my life, some things that um, that kind of spurred some thoughts, and then also give you some updates on some things that are going on, uh, both with my book and then also some local things happening. And so today, you get me, and I'm excited to uh, spend some time with you. I do have some other interviews that are in the works and uh, ready to go here soon, so uh, most episodes will continue to be interviews or conversations that Daniel and I have. That we'll share with you. One thing that um, I've been doing here since last fall, you know, we've lived in the house that we're at now for a little bit over a year, and I wanted to get connected with some men that live close to me. So there's a few churches that are close by, and so I was checking some out. And one church, a good friend of mine that I've known since I was about 13, 14 years old, and even ended up going to the same college as he did, and that's where he met his wife. So I've known his wife since college years, He is uh, one of the co-founding pastors of a church that's about five minutes from where I work. Well, they have a group of guys that get together on Tuesday mornings before work, and so that was perfect, Uh, perfect schedule, and also knowing him uh, was a benefit as well. So I've been plugging in with them for the last several months, and here since uh, January, we've been going through a video series based on the book Wild at Heart by John Eldredge. Which that book's been out for several years now, in fact, it had a great impact on my life and the way that I think about things as a man uh, several years back and so, if you've never read that book, I really encourage getting a copy of it and uh and reading the book. It will challenge you in a good way, but uh we're going through a video series where he uh, John Eldridge uh, takes a group of guys and they're I don't know where they're at, but they're out on some ranch somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And they just worked through the chapters in his book, World, uh, Wild at Heart. And this past week, they were looking at the chapter that's entitled, A Battle to Fight. And a couple of things, some key thoughts that came out of that that uh, discussion on video, and then, and then in our group of men that I meet with, our discussion really impacted me, and this one especially. And it's this right here. A man must have a battle to fight, a great mission for his life, that involves but also transcends home and family. And when I read that and heard that, and we we were talking about that in our uh, small group of guys, it's about six of us that are normally there, I was sitting there thinking, you know, that's exactly why I'm writing the blogs that I write and why I'm doing this podcast now, is that I want to, myself, I want to live that kind of life to where I have... You know, he calls it a battle to fight. I do believe, as I talk many times when I intro this po- these podcast episodes, I talk about, I do believe that God has given each one of us, man, woman, and child, a purpose and a mission in this life. And it's one that does transcend our home and our family. It is bigger than who we are. It it really pushes us out of our comfort zone, and, and the only way that we are able to accomplish it is because it's God's mission for our lives, and He's the one that equips us, and He helps us accomplish, to accomplish it, and He gives us the the hunger and the passion and the, and the desire for that that mission and that purpose, and so that's why I, I have the the content that I that I uh, put out, both blog posts and written form and then also podcast episodes. and Like I said a while ago, it's not to overwhelm you, but hopefully to compel you. And if you are living that kind of life, maybe you are a foster care parent or an um, adoptive parent. And so I want to uh, encourage you to keep doing that and to do it well. Or maybe you're involved in local ministry work or foreign mission work, or may- maybe you're not. Maybe you're not doing anything that's stretching you and that's out of your comfort zone. I'm hoping that by hearing the content and reading the content, it will encourage you and inspire you to to see what God wants you to do with your life. Um, and so I've been really enjoying that study, you know, of John Eldridge, uh, Wild at Heart, and it has helped me kind of just crystallize some more thoughts that I have about the content that I provide for you guys. Along those lines, I wanted to share with you something I'm excited about, and that's the uh, launch or the release of the print version of my latest book, Foster and Adoptive Parenting. You know, the Kindle version came out back in uh, early November, and it's doing very well. And many of you, many people, have left reviews on Amazon. I think right now there's about 25 reviews that really, really appreciate. And I want to ask you a favor: if you have read my book, if you would not mind, just go into amazon type in foster and adoptive parenting and it'll take you right to the page of of, for my book and then on there you can leave a review and just leave an honest helpful review and that would be fantastic that is one of the biggest ways that you can help get the word out about the book and along with just sharing it with your friends whether that's social media or word of mouth i appreciate that greatly but if you are one who would like to have hard copy a print version in your hand or to give away to someone well that's being launched or released I keep saying launch but it's really released on February 26th on Amazon currently it will be where it's available and so I'm excited about that it will be available for a few days on February 26 and a couple days following at a discounted price along with some bonus material if you let me know that you bought it on there and I'll explain that in upcoming uh, information on my website and social media and so on. So stay tuned to that to be able to get your bonus material if you buy the book um, February 26th or a couple days following. Uh, a couple other things are going on that I wanted to let you know about. Uh, specifically, if you're in the Austin area, I want you to know and encourage you to attend the a Future and a Hope Conference, which is on February 25th. I do believe they are still accepting registration for that conference. The child care may be full, but I still would encourage you to attend if you're anywhere in the area. And that's for anyone who obviously is interested in, in considering foster care and adoption. Anyone who is a foster parent or adoptive parent, obviously the, the conference is for you. But also, if you want to know how to support families that are fostering or adopting, then there's definitely uh, material and content and speakers that you want to be there for on February 25th. It's only one day, and lunch is included. And so I encourage you to check that out. And the link to the registration page is in the show notes for this podcast episode that I'll tell you how to get to at the end of um, this uh, episode. So that's a Future and a Hope conference, and... By the way, uh, along with a good friend of mine, Matt Corey, and I will be doing a breakout session that afternoon, and it'll be specifically for men or dads, but women are uh, more than welcome to come. But we're going to be addressing some concerns or issues or challenges that men have, either men that are considering fostering and, and or adopting, or those that are already are, and they just want some you know, insight, some encouragement, some answers to questions. And so it'll be kind of just a open fireside chat, I think is the way that they describe it in the um, in the information for the conference. But I'm looking forward to doing that again with my friend, uh, Matt Corey. One other thing I wanted to share with you about that's really cool and I'm excited that's happening here in the Travis County and the surrounding county area in Central Texas, and that's what's called the Travis County Collaborative. And this has been percolating and been going on for close to four years now, and you know, when you think of it, and it's the foster care system that this is involving, and when you think about the foster care system, no matter where you're at, it can be a very complex and at times adversarial type of environment. And what I mean by that is you have so many different moving parts. You have, of course, these children are in the custody of the state, so the county government and the state government are responsible for these children. So you have that whole world. Then you have... Um, caseworkers that are coming from placing agencies to child protective services to even um, others that are involved, maybe uh, court-appointed attorneys and also CASAs, which is court-appointed special advocates can be involved. Then you also have, uh, obviously, the foster families, and you have the biological families, and you have um, so many different uh, moving parts and people with different uh, interests and agendas and concerns that many times it can really bog down in the complexity of it, and in also a lot of the times these relationships can be very adversarial. But what's been going on through the Travis County Collaborative over the last few years is that from all those d- different domains that I just mentioned, there has been work, hard work, towards a collaborative approach to what needs to be done to help these not only these children be in safe environments and to heal from the trauma that they've experienced, but also to help the families, the broken families, to heal and to be able to raise their children in a a manner that is healthy. And so that has happened through, again, this collaborative, and it's been spearheaded by TCU Child Institute. And Dr. Karen Purvis, who passed away about a year ago, was, was really the catalyst behind all this, but it has continued to pick up, center, you know, steam and has a synergy that's going on, and we're starting to see some very tangible results out of the work, hard work. But some of the things that are happening is one is that all these different people involved are now beginning to speak the same language, and that's just including counselors and teachers and and uh, others involved in the whole process as well. And that is that revolves around the trauma informed care that that Dr. Karen Purvis and others um, you know like at the t c u Child Institute and other people speak and teach and so this has been very helpful, and then also just understanding that uh, we are all working toward a common goal and uh, so trust is being built between the different uh people involved, and that has helped but here's one very tangible, simple outcome that is rolling out as we speak. And I'm gonna use an example. Let's say you are a person who's interested in helping three different friends of yours, three different families that are fostering children. However, each of those families have been certified through a different placing agency. Let's say two of them have been certified through a child placing agency that are different, two different ones, and then the third family went straight through CPS and got their certification just through CPS, which they can do, obviously. Well, historically, all three of those organizations had different requirements and different uh, expectations for a person like you who wanted to babysit the foster children that are in those homes. So what does that mean for you, someone that's wanting to help three different families who are friends of yours? It means that you had to get certified or approved three different times. So that means you had to take the time to get the the approval and go through the expense of being certified or approved by each uh, agency or organization. Well, that's a lot of unnecessary complexity, but here's what's going on with this collaborative. And this is what, even though it's very simple, it's exciting. In fact, it has the backing and the support of the state government here in Texas. And I'll, in fact, put a link in the show notes Um, to a couple of uh, emails or articles from Cecilia Abbott, the governor's wife, that um, really shows her support for what's going on in this collaboration. But here's what's happening with the babysitting example. Over 10 different placing agencies, along with the Child Protective Services, have agreed to use one certification or approval method or process for those who want to provide babysitting for foster families. So now all you have to do is just take one maybe afternoon or part of your day and get uh, the TB test, for example, and the background check and any kind of training that's involved with the approval process. And then you can be approved to provide foster care for all these agencies that are a part of this. And so let's say an example now, you have to only go through that process once. And now for those three families, you can babysit any of their foster children. Sounds simple, but it's huge. It's a huge thing, and so that's what's happening. One very tangible result that's coming out of this Travis County Collaborative. And so I'm excited about that, and I just wanted to share that with you. So if you're in this area, I want to encourage you that one of the biggest things you can do to help families that are fostering children is to provide support like that. It's a very simple thing, but if you have some friends that are fostering children, would you just take the time to drop them a note and ask them, hey, what is the biggest way? What is what's is a very simple, tangible way that I can help you as a foster family? Uh, you might be surprised at how they will just welcome your help and your support. It wouldn't be that big of a deal on your on you, in fact. So uh, again, I want to encourage you. And if you're not in the area uh, in the Texas Central Texas area, I would encourage you to talk to those that are involved in the different. Uh, domains in your community as far as foster care system and see how you guys can collaborate. I do really believe, I know this is going to go across the state of Texas, and I do believe that it will pick up steam and there will either be things duplicated across the country or things uh, will be borrowed from what's happening here in the Travis County area. Well, that's it for today. Um, If you want to Uh, Go to the show notes and and follow some of these links, uh, like about the Travis County Collaborative or uh, the A Future and a Hope registration page. Um, I would encourage you, I'll even put a link to, to my book on Amazon, which is right now only the Kindle version until February 26th. But if you've read the book, you can just click that link and it'll take you right to it so you can leave a review. Um, all that will be in the show notes for this episode. And just go to kennethacamp.com episode 16. Again, that's kennethacamp.com episode 16. And it will take you straight to the show notes and the page where this podcast episode is on my website. Again, thank you for joining me here at His Hands, His Feet.